What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of Bet On It, a show about sports gambling and sports gambling. I still don't know if I like that as a tagline, but I mean, it, for now it works, right? What do you think? I'm, I love it. All right, so I am Dustin Brewer. Joining me, as always, is Logan Doherty. Logan, right. how you doing today, man? Dude, my allergies suck, but I'm great. Other I can't, than, other I can't than breathe. that, I yeah. can't breathe, but you know, who needs air, right? Who needs air when you've got sweet NFL Week 7 lines? Yeah, yeah, so I'm just going to apologize to everybody in advance if I sound like doo-doo today. Um, I think they'll be hypercritical. So last week was a, was a bit of a bummer. and We, we took a couple hard losses, uh, namely in the shape of Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings absolutely yeah. manhandled the Eagles, and it was every bit as depressing as that sounds. I 100% hold Zach Brown responsible for that. Yeah, it's all Zach Brown. I mean, it, I think he's suffered enough. No. They kicked him off the team. Like, no. They yeah, waved him good. from the team. Yeah, so, great. That's what happened. So, yeah. So, Zach Brown decides to go out and be like, Kirk Cousins, we got to let Kirk Cousins beat us. We got to, he's the problem. He's, he's the, the weakest weak part of the offense. He's, so, let's let, and Kirk Cousins goes out and he's like, oh, hold this. 380 yards, three touchdowns. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Of hey, course. Yeah. Hey, Zach Brown, do you play in the secondary? No? Okay, great. All Don't right. say that. <laughs> you're about to get, you're about to get got. Anyway, but the and, real letdown for me was, um, so I I didn't put this in my parlays on the episode last week, but I gave some thought to the Vikings, and so I hedged on them and I put them in the same parlay frame that I had with the Saints, and um, who else did I have in that? I had the Saints. You had who didn't you have? I think you had, I had the, the Seahawks, Seahawks uh, and the Vikings. So those three hit, and the last one was the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions over forty five and a half. That's true. And the final score. Thanks to Jamal Williams sitting on the two yard line was twenty three to twenty two. A half point. That's tough. <sighs> did you like? Did you break anything or did you? What was your? Oh no, I was reaction? strong. Like, well, well, the thing too is like whenever I go into parlays that are over three teams, I'm like, I'm probably not going to win this anyway. It's so, not going to. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's it's like it's a bonus if I do. It's but if certainly it's, a tease when you get that close, but I would, the whole time I was thinking like I'm not going to win, and that's right. kind of the mentality you got to go into it with sports betting. Like you got to think like that money's gone. What a great what a great way to, to break. that's how Vegas was explained to me when I was a kid. Yeah. I went or my I shouldn't say when I was a kid. My first trip to Vegas, I asked how <laughs> I, I was asked, 10 years old, I went to yeah. the Caesars. <laughs> I asked how a game worked and the dealer just looked at me and said, "You put your money on the table and I take it." And I was like, "Pretty much. All right, let's yeah, do this." Do not bet the house on whatever you think you know about sports cuz you don't. Um what so surprise <laughs> were there any surprise like victories last week? Um, victories, I, I mean, not particularly, um, the Redskins won the suck fest. They defeated the Miami Dolphins. They were so close. It was such a you, close game. underdog of the week. Oh, I know. Through. I, I really thought that was it. And then the Dolphins were like, or I should say I got the red zone alert that was like Ryan Tannehill or not Ryan Tannehill, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick has entered the game. And I was like, oh, there goes that bet. All uh, right, cool. <laughs> Oh, oh, there wasn't a big upset. I'm sorry, I just saw this. The Steelers. I don't think anybody thought the Steelers were going to win. Ah, uh, it's true. And they handled them until the fourth quarter. I mean, even after that, it was just a, it was a beatdown. It was, it was uh, awful. Phillip, I mean, he got them back in the game. They only lost by one score. That, that Chargers home field is just absolutely dreadful. It's, like, it's so, that, that building was like 85% Steelers. They played the Steelers song going into the fourth that's quarter. That's right. 
And like whoever noticed it immediately turned it off, but it played and like all the Steelers fans started waving their towels and singing along. And I just, I can't believe that because now the Chargers are supposed to play in that new stadium that they're building in, um, in, I want to say Irvine? The, the no. Chargers Rams stadium? Inglewood. Oh my God. I, something with like. I. So they're building that new stadium. This new stadium is supposed to seat 100,000 people. Fuck yeah, dude. Do you think a hundred thousand Charger <laughs> yeah. fans exist? Uh, not north not um north of San Diego, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how, how that's gonna work. It's gonna be like here's eighty five thousand opposing team fans. Yeah. Hey man, I mean you know what? More power to them. Maybe they they like being underdogs. Um did I pick the Redskins last week officially? You did. Oh, sick. I did really good last week in terms of picks then. <laughs> I got the pass right. Panthers, Redskins, Saints, Ravens, Seahawks. I lost on the Vikings. Uh, I called the Texans upset. I was really happy about that. I'm surprised you didn't lead off with that. Oh, that was, I that called was that definitely so hard. That was definitely underdog of the week. Uh, I called the Cardinals. I did I pick the no? I picked the Rams, huh? Yeah, I think we both picked the Rams. Um, that was kind of disappointing. That was close. All my bets, honestly, though, had the Niners plus five. Um, so I lost on the Rams. I call it the Titans. I don't know why I keep betting on the, or I keep picking the Titans. I picked the Cowboys because everybody else did, and then I picked the Chargers. I did pick the Packers, so I went like, let's see, that's what four or five losses. I went like nine and eight and five. Nine oh, and five. see, I was like six and <laughs> really like six and nine or six and yeah. I did not do well this last week. I had a I had a couple really like that I had a really good feel for, but then. And it was just a toss up for so many. I'm like I had the Browns beating the Seahawks. I think I had. I knew I knew the Cardinals were gonna win. Um, they kind of made me sweat it out at the end there. I I mean of it course, came down the Cardinals. to a, it came down to a missed extra point by one of the greatest kickers in the league. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. And I was like, oh oh man, like did this really just happen? Is this like okay okay cool? Here we go. As soon as it hit, and I realized because I had the Cardinals and the over. Uh-huh. As soon as the over hit, I was like, "Oh my god, the Falcons are going to get the ball back. They're going to go down. They're going to, they're going to score. Nah. It's going to go to overtime." Matty Ryan, and, and then Matty Ryan, Matty Bryant decides to shank the extra point. Just absolutely insane. It's craziness about football, man. And I felt bad for him because he's on the sideline, like obviously really upset, and no one's near him. Like, none of the team were around him, like, hey, it's okay, man, hey, it's okay, we'll get him next time. Like, hey, they just let him sit there and be miserable. And, like, I don't know if he told them beforehand, like, mm-hmm. or if they know that about him, like, hey, leave Matt alone when he messes up, or if he misses right. a kick, he's... But, like, that just looked very bad. Like, hey, the whole team is going to stand around and talk about how sad they are while they leave the kicker to sit there with his head hung so low so he can blame himself. Hey, man, maybe they'll buy him a Kershaw jersey. Yeah, that's it. It's, hey, not, not, it's not the playoffs. We're not talking about baseball. I don't want to get into baseball. Um, All right, so before we get into the lines, there was one big, big move yesterday. Well, there were a couple little moves, um, depending on how you feel about Marcus Peters. But the Rams made a pretty big overhaul to their secondary. They traded, I don't know if it was big. But I mean, I, it was important. I think it's big. Because Marcus Peters is, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's just inconsistent. He's good. Yeah, he has moments. But uh, they lost to Lieb. So yeah, keep to Lieb goes to, goes to IR. Fractured ribs. They send Marcus Peters to Baltimore in exchange for uh, linebacker Kenny Young, who, by all accounts, the Rams liked last year and yep. couldn't get. So that works out, at least. And then, in the blockbuster of the day, they trade for Jalen Ramsey, and they give up two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick, which kind of a lot kind of a lot to consider, like, considering 
they are getting pretty like not wasteful, but they're, pretty. They're hyper aggressive on on like winning now. They're, yeah, oh yeah, they're well. I mean, that's gonna bite them in five years. That's but. what I'm saying. They're like spending all of their future assets to get players now, and like Jalen Ramsey still needs a new contract. He still wants a new contract. That was the whole issue in Jacksonville. You know what? It, you know what I think it is. I think. Um, What's that guy's name? Kroenke? Stan Kroenke? Yeah, the guy that owns the, he's like the owner. Mm-hmm. I think they're, with the whole move from St. Louis back to L.A., spending all this money now, I think what he's trying to do is get the whole, is get everybody bought in on the Rams. Oh, definitely. Like, think about it. Think about how much money and how many loyal people he's going to have if he went to Super Bowl <clears> now and if they had to rebuild in five years. It's also like, it reminds me of like the Raiders, too, going to Las Vegas. Like They need people that they can sell Tickets this too. team on like yeah. they they're opening this new Inglewood Stadium. They're going to need Rams fans there. They need faces that they can market. Well, think about LA fans as a whole, bro. Like if that's you suck, true. they don't go. No, that's true too. Like just look <laughs> at the Clippers. Yes, even now go. people are people are like, oh, yeah, they're we'll, finally coming around. The Clippers have been good for like the last two or three years. Yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. Like everyone's like, okay, cool. They're still the B team, and it's like they have yeah two top twenty players, but. Anyways, yeah, so I feel like the Rams are going about this like the, the Las Vegas Raiders are, where it's like, we have to build, we have to get faces for the posters, because like, if you go to Vegas right now, on the drive-in, the Raiders billboard, uh-huh. is a picture of John Gruden. It's no players, it's not. It's John Gruden's face. You should at least put Derek Carr up there. You would think, <laughs> so like, I'm sure that was part of what made them trade for Antonio Brown, and like, we're not going to get into all that, but like, Antonio Brown makes more sense on a poster for a team than... John Gruden, but I don't know if the the casual fan will know who Derek Carr is, um, and I think it's will similar casual, to this. Like, honestly, with the casual fan know who John Gruden is, I don't. They might recognize him. I mean, he's been Maybe, around. Oh, for, he's been a broadcaster. That's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was he was around for. He's been a personality in the NFL for for decades. Um, but yeah. So, how does this trade? How do you feel about the Rams now going forward? Like now that they've added him, yes, they lost to leave, but they added arguably like the second or first or second best corner in the league, depending on who you ask. Is that going to change how you how you bet on them going forward? Is that like are you more inclined to pick them or? Uh, so I have, I do like them, and I do have, I did bet on them in a par- small parlay this week over the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Because Matt Ryan is so turnover happy, and I think Jalen's going to come in and want to make a big statement. I think Jalen gets a pick or two this week. Um, I do have concerns about the Rams, so they're very week by week with me. The first is actually it's not Todd Gurley; it's the offensive line. Yeah, it's it's, it's not good. It's it, not horrible. Don't get me wrong; it's not Arizona or Cincinnati, but it's like not the level that it was at in their Super Bowl run last year. And I think just how quickly that. Uh, disparity has been shown is like the team's not used to it yeah it happens really quick it's crazy to me that like losing one or two key people can completely decimate like even cleveland like cleveland just traded another offensive lineman to la actually too yesterday cleveland traded somebody to la yeah and i because they're good on offense right i keep hearing now that cleveland is gonna try to make a move for trent williams who's still holding out from the redskins and that was the move I thought the Rams were going to make, but I guess if Talib if Talib is hurt, I could see them. I can see why they would be like, "All right, well, we don't want to leave, like leave Marcus Peters to be our number one shutdown corner. Let's go get Jalen Ramsey, and he can kind of cover the the learning curve and the growth for these younger p- corners we have." If you were building a team, yeah, a, like your roster, where would you start and where would you put your money? 
Um, I would put my money on the offensive line and the defensive line. Thank you. And then I would put money, every uh, all the rest of the money I had, I would put into a quarterback. No, I was not <sighs> sure. I would take a rookie quarterback. I would want, like, Kyler Murray. Oh, God. I don't want Kyler Murray because he's not going to be around for a long time. I want a rookie quarterback or, like, Gardner Minshew. Some quarterback who's like, no, oh, I make $500,000. Give me Sam Darnold. I'll pay Sam Darnold. Eventually. But, like, I'm saying, like, if I'm if I'm trying to build a team, the way to do it is to you, well, you, you, you focus you on the lines. you got to have an offensive line. you got to have the two lines. And then having a cheap quarterback really gives you tons of flexibility everywhere else. Yeah. So if I can get, like, I, I'd say Kyler Murray because I like his – his elusiveness and his ability to extend plays. Right. Um, I know Sam Darnold can do it too, but not to that extent. He's not as, as athletic. I mean, he looked like the greatest quarterback to ever walk the earth last week. I mean, he got mono and came back a better quarterback. Like, I don't know how that happens. I couldn't tell you, man. But, it's, you know, it's frustrating because you look at these teams, and I under, like I get it. I understand it. These guys want theirs, right? Right. They want their money. And you know what, dude? Take it. You, you guys are... Taking a lot of big hits, you know, quarterbacks, and you guys aren't taking as many big hits, but you're taking big hits. Um, but it's like, hey, Dak, if you want $40 million a year to be, like, uh, not that awesome, really, guess what? You're not going to have an offensive line. You're not going to win. Exactly. So it's like, like, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady, you know, granted, their team, their roster, I don't know where their money goes. I really don't. It must go on the defense because their offense is not a good roster. But, like, Tom's like, yeah, I'll take a pay cut. Like I'm I know, it. I'm 42 years. I'm 40 years old. You know, yeah. I know. I, I'm not gonna ask for 35 million a year. Sure, it helps his wife is Giselle, but like you can't put all the money in one player and expect to have a good roster. It's funny too because I always think about like what would I what would I be like if I was a professional athlete? Like would I be would I be swayed by okay now I have all this money I'm not gonna give any of it up like I've been I've been struggling my whole life and now I got paid like or now is my chance to get paid. Right. Between like the choices of like hey you can take 100 million dollars and be set forever and have your family set forever or you can take like 75 million and the team will spend the elsewhere spend the rest elsewhere. Like I always like to think that I would be like yeah, take yeah, 75. Let's let's make the team better. Let's let's be a team player. But like in that situation you just you never know. You don't know until you're there. Well, a lot of these, I don't know. I mean, part part of what makes these guys NFL players is their personality and how they approach things. So it's, definitely, that's what I mean. They're different from us in some sense. But anyway, though we're tangenting a little bit too much here. Um, so Jalen Ramsey having gone to the Rams, do you like the Rams this week against the Falcons? I in, do in Atlanta. I do like them against Atlanta okay. uh, for some of the reasons you mentioned earlier. The Falcons have just been awful. I think um, now that Sam Darnold's back. For the Jets, I think uh, Dan Quinn is the coach most likely to be fired next. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them losing this game very badly and him getting fired that night or the next morning. Um, but I could also see, I could also see the stupid update that's like the Falcons not going away in Los An- in, in Atlanta. Let's go back to there. And it's like, oh, Matt Ryan just threw an 80-yard touchdown to Julio Jones, and now it's 34-27 or 34-30 or something. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, now we have to count on Rams game management, which clearly isn't a strength right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like if I bet that one, I'm going to be sweating it out. But at the same time, spoiler alert, I am going to be talking about betting that one in a little bit (laughs) because I am definitely Um, going to bet that one. The Rams are an interesting team because... At least in my personal opinion, there's still a huge recency bias be, from based on last year. 
Definitely. Like, I think when I see the Rams, I think of a strong team because they were so strong last year and they're just not exactly the same team. Mm -hmm. They're still a good team. Um, Coming into the week again, let's see, we're, they're three and three right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So coming into that um, game against San Francisco, they were three and two. Um, they should have been four and one. They should have won the, that game against the Seahawks. That was really a fluke. Yeah, the fa- and then you had the the near comeback on the Bucks. Yeah, well, uh, I don't, near is yeah, fifteen that's... points is, is a little bit. I mean, it up. was it was closer than it looked up until the sack fumble, like at the end. I don't know. You can't give up that many points to the Buccaneers, but like, no, it's definitely the, true. Like, granted, and even if they were four and one, a lot of their wins are ugly. But it's like the only the only real convincing win they had was the Saints, and that was after Drew Brees got hurt. Like that was the game he got hurt, and yeah. Teddy came in. And since that game, Teddy's looked great, and the Saints have looked un, like really good, like world beaters. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. But yeah, the Rams have just really I don't want to say stumbled out of the gate. I think it's more a case of the rest of the league catching up to Sean McVay. It's like like Super Bowl run hangover. But yeah, they're but just they've clunky like, and not sharp, and they just look everyone over. got paid. Everyone's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, well, people are getting hurt. Clay Matthews broke his jaw, totally right. dealt with fractured ribs. Um, I'm curious who to, who to see who steps up at the other corner now that Peters is gone. But I like Jalen Ramsey there, and yeah. then Kenny Young. I think yeah, he, I think he, I think he's a good linebacker. I think though that like sometimes it's it's important not to overthink it, and the fact that now there's Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in the same defense. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, is no, going sure. to be is going to be. I mean, be roster for roster, major. the Rams are way better than the Falcons. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Matt for, Ryan's for a turnover roster, machine. Yeah. Julio is fantastic, but Cooper Cup, great receiver, good good route runner. I don't think I would put Cooper Cup on, on the Julio Jones level. I don't no, know. no, 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 okay. no. That's not the comparison I'm making. I'm just, but I'm saying he's a he's a very good receiver. He's a solid number one receiver. He's yeah, he's definitely emerged as the, uh, as the Goff is a one. good quarterback. You know, usually takes care of the ball better than he has, but. Um, it's yeah. He's got to he's got to figure that one out. That's not uh, that's not him. Golf's playing great. Can, 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 it's his. He has no protection and no time to throw the ball. Yeah, and, which is a, a situation he hasn't really faced since his like first or second year. But part of it too, though, is he has to he has to make better decisions. Like he has to be. Yeah, I mean he's young. He's he twenty four years old. No, that's true. But I mean, when you're getting paid like that, you have to. And I mean, I'm a I I, I do really like golf. I think. I think the hate is a little. Un- I mean, I get it, but I think it's a little. He, just, a he little, definitely a, deserves a little much, a little overkill. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you just at that point you have to live to see another down. You have to just throw it away. You have to. It's like even it, it's hard to even do in Madden to like accept that a play is broken <laughs> yeah. and throw it away. Yeah. It's well, so hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna throw this away, and that's a video game. Yeah. Like I can't imagine. With adrenaline going and everything in no. an actual game, like yeah. being able to have the frame of mind to be like, I shouldn't throw this. I need to get rid of this so we can get like. Yeah. I can definitely understand that, but I think that's something he'll he'll kind of mature more into as well. Sticking with um, the NFC West, which is stacked. Yeah, I did not see it being one of the best divisions of football. I don't when think the anyone started, did. but here we are. Um, Niners, Redskins. That's gonna be awful. That's gonna be such an unpleasant game to watch. Man, I'm calling Redskins up. So no, I'm not. Yeah, right. No, Niners are gonna win this hands down. The de- I would be shocked the Redskins scored more than ten. Niners are favored by what ten and a half? Yes, sir. Yeah, see, that I mean the value there isn't even worth it. Like you don't want to. No, minus five hundred. You're not gonna. I mean, exactly. You're not gonna. We don't even need to talk about that game. Yeah. The game is a seal. Um, 
Cardinals Giants. All right, this one's interesting for me because I really like the Cardinals in this spot. Yeah. Coming off of two straight wins, uh, the team starts like starting to look like they're getting it together. Their defense should get better this weekend because they get Patrick Peterson back from suspension. Um, I think he'll be able to help out. I mean, last week Daniel Jones looked awful against the Patriots, but it's the Patriots, so you got to take what it's you will from that. the best defense in the league. Right. It's an f- amazing defense right now. But young, uh, young Daniel Jones has not, since he came in and had that first start against Tampa Bay, he has really struggled. He hasn't really done anything. Let me look up his numbers. So, yeah, so since he came in, I'm going to just go off of fantasy fantasy totals because he's on my bench, so it's a little easier to pull this up. So that first game against Tampa Bay, he had 35 points. Get, we'll, we'll look at his actual stats, not his fantasy. That's what I'm saying. He was 23 of 36, two touchdowns passing, and two rushing touchdowns. Who did he play Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. The next week against the Redskins, he was 23 of 31, one touchdown, two interceptions, and no rushing touchdowns. How many yards did he throw for? He threw for 225 yards. Against the Vikings, he was 21 of 38 for 182 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. And then against the Patriots last week, he was 15 of 31 for 160 yards, one passing touchdown, three interceptions, no rushing touchdowns, and he lost a fumble. They're really playing safe with him. Exactly. Everything's short underneath routes. So... I don't think that, I mean, he's obviously he needs to take better care of the ball, but I would like to see, you know, or not I would like to see, I can see Arizona handling it. Like, I can see Arizona going into New York and handling it. I can see the secondary giving them fits, but the injury report is what to watch, like you were saying. I don't know. I don't know on this one. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not touching that game, but, like, if he gets to, if, uh, who is it, Shepard, Ingram, and Barkley, right? They're out. They're out last week. All three of them have been out for for a few weeks. Yeah, if two of those come back. I'll I'll take the Giants. If not, uh, I don't even want to give a pick, honestly. But yeah. I, guess I like the Cardinals. They have some momentum. Um, Raiders, Packers, Packers. I'm taking the Packers all day. I'll take the Packers on that, but I'm not at home. I'm not betting that at all because it looks like the referees don't ever want the Packers to lose ever again. Go, so <laughs> I'm not like I yeah, I kind of like the Raiders in that spot to cover. They are coming off a bye. But I just don't. I, It's too fluky. The Packers are too... Too often the Packers get get breaks and get things to go their way. So I'm not not betting against them, especially not in Lambeau. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Vikings-Lions. So bad. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really good game. Yeah. I think the, the spread, like, it's Lions... Or it's Vikings by one or one and a half? One and a half. I think that that is... I can see the Lions covering that. I I think it'd be a good bet, but I'm not gonna bet it because I don't think the value is there. Uh-huh. Um, it's gonna be really good. It's gonna come down to, I should say, it's gonna come down to the Vikings defense and the Lions offense. Um, Stafford's been way safer with the ball this year than he has in previous years, um, and a lot of that's because Carryon Johnson's been running so well. But at the same time, the the Vikings defense is like made to stop the run and to force you to throw it 40 or 50 times. So I could see them stuffing Carryon Johnson and having having Stafford drop back 50 or 60 times, and that's just not its not going to be be successful with the Vikings' pass rush and their secondary. I think it could be, you know, I think it could be a long game. I actually really I like the Vikings there. I think as far as picks go, I'm going to take the Lions just because they're going to, I only hope they're going to be mad and they're going to be coming out looking to prove a point. Yeah, but Matt Stafford has been so inefficient in the red zone. 
He yeah. was like one of four in the red zone this past Monday. I know. And that's probably why they lost, settling for all those field goals. And is, the yeah. Viking secondary is another tough one. Don't want to talk about the Lions. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Next. Texans and Colts. I I know you're on the Colts. No, I'm on the Texans. Oh, I was in, I know oh, you're on the man. Texans. I'm writing that. I'm, honestly, I'm going to put this out there. I am riding the Deshaun Watson train until they lose. I kind of like the Colts. I like the Colts at home coming good, off a of bye week. Yeah, no, I mean, they're a good team. If, if I think, if I mean, I was really confident about Casey losing to Texas. If, you I, really were. I you, think the Colts are going to play the Texans the same way they played the Chiefs. Time of possession and run the ball down their throat. Exactly. And so it just depends, like, do you think they're going to be able to do that enough or not? And I, I tend to think that they will. I think they're a good, well-coached team, a talented team. Jacoby Brissett is not really risking it. He's not really taking taking dangerous, risky throws. He's been pretty safe with the He's ball. He's playing like Alex Smith, like a more athletic, like yeah, well, yeah, stronger but like, Alex. But yeah, his, his approach to the game is much like Alex Smith's. I I'm hoping T. Y. Hilton is healthy again or healthier because I know he's been dealing with lingering issues. Um, hopefully the bye week because like with him not at full strength, the Colts really adjusted their entire game plan and like you could tell. Frank Reich is a great coach. He is he's a better he's, coach than the Houston coach. Than Bill O'Brien, yeah, he's much better. So that's but that, Bill O'Brien's good too. He wins his division a lot, like only like every year. Um, I am gonna officially pick the Texans, but <laughs> I will say that if the Colts win, it will be because the Texans are so much like Kansas City. That they, the Colts know exactly how to play them. And I'm going to pick the Colts for that exact reason. I think the Colts are going to know exactly what they need to do. However, I know that the Texans are watching film on the Kansas City-Indianapolis game right now. Oh, I'm sure. 100%. Hey, this is probably what's going to happen. But Deshaun Watson, arguably an MVP candidate right now. Um, oh, well. With, with how well he's playing and every, if the line can protect him. We're going to talk about MVP in a second. Then it's all, yeah. Um, okay, so you're taking the Colts, I'm taking the Texans. Yeah. We can text each other all morning about that game. Oh, actually, I think that might be an afternoon game. Uh, Jags and Bengals, lock. I bet on this game. Jags <laughs> over the Bengals. I'm, I don't like to make things personal in life, especially with betting, because that is a horrible approach to betting. But I will never in my life put money on Andy Dalton to succeed. Not at all. No, that's fair. The Bengals super hurt, super offense is still. horrible. Defense is terrible. They're like thirtieth, I think, in each category. I'm taking the Jags. I didn't take the points mm-hmm. because four. I mean, like, what is like what's four points? That's a weird number. I usually will keep when I'm betting spread. I'll look closer to sevens and threes. That's what I figured you were gonna say. But um. Yeah, dude. I mean, granted, the Jags won't have Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they haven't had him the last month. Right, but, like, I don't know. I just don't see Andy Dalton going off against the Jags. And the Jags held the um, Saints to 13, right? Mm -hmm. And you got Michael Thomas. You got Alvin Kamara. Kamara's a little hurt, I would say. A hurt Alvin Kamara is better than a Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's definitely true, too. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think, will still have a good game, but... The Bengals roster is no is nothing compared to the New Orleans. Um, Chargers Titans, I love the Chargers to win. I'm not going to bet on them because of how horrible they came out against the Steelers at home. I but I say, love yeah. the Chargers to walk into t- Tennessee and be like, "Hey, we don't care if you bench Mariota and you're starting this guy." Well, that's the thing is is Ryan Tannehill is is has been named the starter for this week for Tennessee for those who haven't heard. And I gotta say, kind of like it. He looked pretty good coming in last week. Threw a terrible interception. Yep. But other than that, 
just yeah. moved the ball downfield a lot more than Mariota did, was a little bit more aggressive. Um, and as as we saw, the Chargers are just a truly terrible team. I think this is Derrick Henry. Mm, I think Derrick no. Henry all day, and nope. then a couple big shots downfield that the Chargers can't cover. And the Titans' defense is going to just give Phillip Rivers nightmares. Nope. We'll see. Chargers, I mean, Chargers are going to win like twenty-seven to like nine. I don't know about that. Nah, that's that's a nah, little bold. Tana, Tannehill is a backup for a reason. Philip Rivers is a, is a great. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably. You know his success in the postseason, like, is kind of an argument, and he can be a little like super up and down. Um, Philip Rivers is an, um, he's a strong quarterback. They've got good weapons on offense. Keenan Allen stayed healthy this year. Their offensive line is not great, you know. Mm-hmm. They have two dynamic backs in Gordon and Eckler. Mm-hmm. They're going to do a lot of stuff out in the flats to Eckler, and he's going to make plays. The, the Titans' defense is not horrible, but it's, like, not equipped to shut down that many people. Well, the only problem is it seems to take, like, being in a 14-0, 17-0 hole for the Chargers to wake up. Uh-huh. And the Titans That's are, true. They need to come out strong. The they Titans need to come are out with a sense of urgency. Completely different team when they're playing ahead and playing with the lead. Like the Vikings. Like if they score like ten to fourteen and know that a team is gonna have to pass on them, completely different team. We'll see, man, but I'm taking the Chargers. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Titans on that one just because I don't trust the Chargers anymore. Alright. They've hurt me too much. Ravens at Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Yeah. Just just give them to me on a, a silver platter, and I'm coming back to the MVP conversation. Russell, <laughs> the missile Wilson, dude, he is, and like, I'm not even, a, I'm not a Seahawks fan, I'm a Pats fan, so I'm not supposed to have any admiration for the Seahawks necessarily, but You should he, love Russell Wilson. Though. I do like he Russell Wilson. He gifted you a Super Bowl. Yes. Technically, Pete Carroll did that. It's really the two of them. Uh, it's really Pete Carroll. Um, man, Russell Wilson's playing insane. He's so, so good, dude. 17 touchdowns, no interceptions. So the only thing I will I will ask if you're concerned about is the Seahawks just put tight end Will Disley on the IR. Yeah. Uh, Achilles injury, so he's done for the year. Right. He was emerging as a real weapon for them. Yep. The Seahawks passing game isn't exactly, uh, I guess, robust. They don't. They have Tyler no. Lockett, they have DK Metcalf, yeah. and they had Disley. So now, coupled with the running game being a little a little lackluster with Carson and Penny, the both of whom have have had a lot of issues fumbling. Right. Um like are you a little concerned that it's going to be easier for the Ravens who now have Marcus Peters to right. be like, "Hey, let's just go shut these two guys down and make Wilson make plays all day with his legs because yeah, it'll be easier, but it's not going to I mean they're not going to win." Do you but do you think it is I I should say, do you think it'll be a close game? Like it can yeah. you see oh, no, it for being, sure. All of Seattle's games have been close. You know what I mean? They haven't blown anyone out. Except the Browns in the second half. Uh, <laughs> they blew them out in the second half, but they did not play well in the first. I mean, this, and Seattle's a second half team. I don't believe the Ravens are. But the Ravens are not throwing the ball well. And that's the thing that's been hurting Seattle is their pass defense. Yeah, I, I think... So if Lamar continues to struggle, I don't think the Seahawks are going to have a huge... And it's going to be loud there. The Seahawks are, like, making a serious... Like, they, and they know the NFC West is stacked, so they're playing with... A huge sense of urgency this at this time of the year, you know. Disley, yeah, that is a big loss. But Russell Wilson's making like they're not scrubs, but they're like he's doing a little bit of Tom Brady, man. He's making his uh, he's a making very his, definitely very mediocre roster make look really good. I mean, that throw to Tyler Lockett in the corner on the run, 
Did you see that? Yeah, that was man. Probably the throw of the year so far, <sighs> dude. Like, I love this. I, I'm really. If the Pats don't win it this year, which I don't think they will, I'd love to see the Seahawks win. I uh, no. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna. So I'm taking the Seahawks. Are you taking the Seahawks? Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. All right. Saints Bears. We're split on this. I think. I like. I think so too. I like the Bears. I really like the Saints in this position, and it all comes down to I think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Chase Daniel. Oh, he I th- is. I think the Saints defense will give Chase Daniel a harder time than the Bears defense will give Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. But it all comes down to Alvin Kamara. He's questionable now. Uh, he had an, an ankle injury last week, and now he's on the injury report again this week. And I think if he's really limited, it's gonna it's gonna change the Saints offense entirely. Right. Latavius Murray is the backup, and he's not he's anywhere not. near the pass catching thread Nobody's and the Kamara. the elusive athleticism that Kamara. He's more of like a a downhill true. runner that's gonna build up steam and try to just like power his way through. Right. And I think the Bears defense is made to stop that with who Rokon Smith. Uh, Khalil Mack, all those, all those pass rushers, I, they're just made to to stop a running game like Latavius Murray. I think when you get those elusive backs that can catch out in the flat and make plays happen, like you were saying, um, I really think that that's that's a way to beat the Bears. Um, and I think if Kamara is hampered, it's going to change things pretty tremendously. But um, in this spot, just looking at team team to team, I I have to go with the Saints, and the Saints are getting three points, so. That's even more incentive for me to take them. So, the Bears' defense is going to be the factor here. Because a lot of it is going to be, how do they react to that London game? Now, the reason I'm picking the Bears is because of that London game. They're going to come back and really want to win at home. Um, They had a bye week, so they've had a lot of time to prepare. Yeah. Um, Their defense is... Right now, people are questioning it. They gave up a lot of yards to the Redskins and the Broncos, which is a little concerning, but they just, oh man, they hurt Kirk Cousins. Six sacks in that game. They're averaging, let's see here, uh, 11, 15, 17, they're averaging like 3.2 sacks a game. Mm-hmm. And they've, like, I mean, they are making turnovers. They are causing yeah, turnovers. That's for sure. So, no, no, making turnovers. Making turnovers sounds nice. We'll cause it, we'll, <laughs> whatever. But, um, I think the fact that they have so much time to game plan for probably Kamara specifically, if exactly. if he's healthy, and they'll have a contingency plan if he's not. Um, I think Mac will probably have a big game. He'll probably have two sacks and maybe a forced fumble. Well, coming off the London game where he, for the first time did in nothing. his career, trash talked the other team, yeah, and then did absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, I can see him being a little upset. Yeah, he's got to go out there and earn that paycheck. But all that time to heal, all that time to plan. I think that's a huge thing um, for NFL teams, especially, you know, getting later and later into the season when people are getting a little bit more banged up. Definitely. And um, the other factor, I think, is that the Saints have been in so many, like, emotional, like, huge games for them, especially with Bridgewater. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. He's yeah. a starter in the league for right. at least 10 teams. But, I, th- you know, they've been rolling and rolling and rolling. I think they come, I think their stock pulls down a little bit here. And yeah. I think they'll rebound next week, but I, I think this is the game that they lose. I think it'll be a close one. I just I give Saints the intangibles edge with like coaching, with quarterback, with stuff. So Matt Nagy's a good a good coach. He he's a good coach. Didn't he win coach of the year last year? But he's not Sean Payton. He's not Sean Payton. That's true. Um, Eagles Cowboys. I am staying away from this Sunday game. Sunday night football. With ab- I'm nothing could tell me to bet on this. Like nothing could convince me. At home, in this spot, I guess I like the Cowboys. 
But I don't know why I like the Cowboys here. They have not been feeding Zeke like they should. Dak Prescott has not been taking care of the ball. He's been making a lot of weird forced throws, costing himself a lot of money. Amari um, Cooper's been banged up. They just got Michael Gallup back last week, and that should hopefully help. Um, Randall Cobb was hurt as well last week in the Packer game. Or, not the Packer, the Jet game, so he didn't play. And that defense got exposed by Sam Darnold. And I think Carson Wentz, at this point, is a little bit of a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I think we can agree. I don't think a little bit is... Yeah, I'm trying to be diplomatic, but like... (laughs) On paper, Carson Wentz is a much better quarterback and should should be able to do more against this Cowboys defense than than the Jets did. But I don't trust the Eagles. No, the, the problem is time. neither of these teams have really done anything. It's they've they haven't done anything. Their their highlights haven't been very high, but their lowlights have been awful. There's certainly recency bias on the Eagles as well from their Super Bowl, um, and well, their it, secondary is just a mess right now. But Dak, I don't like Dak. I'm gonna take the Eagles. I just don't like the. I just don't like the Cowboys. If, like, yeah, if I I'm have not to, gonna bet on that game, but I if don't I have like to pick a winner, uh-huh. I'm gonna take the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, but I don't. We're, we're I'm not pretty. Betting. We're pretty split this week. I'm not betting anything on that uh-huh. one. Um, Pats and Jets. This one is way more interesting than it was last week because is it though? I think so because Sam Darnold came out and looked great and made the Jets look like yeah. an NFL team again against the against the Cowboys against the Cowboys and Jason Garrett Belichick has historically throttled young quarterbacks. Right. So... The, and that defense is way better than the Cowboys' defense. That's that's my thing. My But, like, what I like here is I like the Patriots are, are favored by 10 here, and I think it will probably be right around there. Like, I, th- I could see, like, 27 to 17 or something. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the final score was, like, 27 to 20 and the Jets managed yeah. to somehow cover it. I don't think the odds are good enough to to actually wager money on the Jets to do that. Uh, it's in New York. It's in MetLife Stadium on Monday night. Um, the Jets have had some success in that position against the Patriots before, but this was years ago. Um, the Patriots don't necessarily have all that deep a receiving core right now. Um, Edelman played great last week. Josh Gordon's kind of been inconsistent, been a little hot and cold. Josh, um, oh, he got hurt, didn't he? He did get hurt and left last week's game. He rode the the bike, the stationary bike, the, the whole oh, second so he's half. Like hurt, but not so he's hurt. yeah, exactly. He probably could have gone back in, but they played it safe. Um, and then Philip Dorsett is apparently on. He's trending towards playing, but with the Patriots, you never know. Um, That's my concern, dude. It's like the Patriots are going to lose one of these random games because of their injuries. Their offensive line is super injured, like beyond injured and now they're receiving court like they're gonna something's got to give yeah that's that's the only thing so i can see it being a closer game but at the same time yeah it's the patriots and the patriots are an inevitable machine all right well that covers monday night football so that being said who do you like to pair into a parlay here i have two that i really like this week i like the saints plus three and parlay that with the cardinals plus 135 or yeah plus 135 to win outright um, if you do that, it gives you three and a half to one odds. Um, like we said earlier, I I think the Saints Bears is going to be a closer game. Um, I think it's going to be a more defensive minded game, and just the Saints to cover. I can see happening uh, like late field goal, late garbage time touchdown, or something. If it's if the Bears are ahead, um, and then the Cardinals, I laid out all my reasons for that. I'm going to roll with with Kyler for as long as I possibly can. I think the Giants have a lot of injuries as well. 
Uh, Cardinals defense should be a little bit better. So I like that. Three to three to three point five to one, three and a half to one. And then my other one is I don't know how these odds work, but I have the Pats minus ten and the Rams minus one fifty five to win outright, and that gives me two to one odds. Um well, because uh in, in sports betting when you're betting a straight up two like two minus ten games parlay together will always pay out plus two sixty. So you have a minus one ten and a minus one fifty five. That's why it drops to two to one. Hmm. If you if you take any minus uh, one ten and pair it with another minus one ten, it'll always pay off plus um, two point six. I learned that. I know. I learned that all right. Well, yeah. there we go. All right. That's why if you find a good if you like something you like and a two team parlay for um, minus one ten, you can get almost three to one odds on it, and that's pretty cool. Um, I like that parlay. You know, I like Pats and Rams. I know you're not you're not one to bet on your own. Team. I don't. That's, I, that's your. If I mean, I haven't said this on the podcast yet, but I'm a big Patriots fan. And just to take any personal bias out of it, I never bet on the Pats. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't bet on the over-under. I don't bet on the game. I don't bet on props. I just don't. I just take it out of the equation. So then what uh, What kind of parlays are you looking at this week? Uh, piggyback a little bit. I've got the Rams and the Jags. Because okay. I do think the Rams are going to play well. And the, the Falcons are awful. And then I like Jacksonville to beat a horrible Cincinnati team. I like small parlays with matchups of teams that are either good, like good to great, even okay teams sometimes, depending on the matchup right. and recency, um, against awful teams. Like, Cincinnati and Atlanta are awful teams. And, Absolutely. Uh, Jacksonville gave um, New Orleans a run for their money. You know, They didn't <coughs> lose by a lot. No, they played them tough. It was a tough defensive and game. And they kept them 13, you know, and I think the point I was making to you earlier was like they kept Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Bridgewater to 13 points. I know. And Andy Dalton does not have an Alvin Kamara or a Michael Thomas. He has an Auden Tate. There you go. So I think uh, that's my lock parlay. And then my other one, I think, if I, I don't remember it because I don't think I actually have bet on it yet. I think it was the, I know it was the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs are going to come back and have a great game. Right, you've been on the Chiefs. Um, it was either the Chiefs and the Chargers, or it was the Chiefs, and maybe the, the Rams again. <laughs> that that sounds right. That sounds right. It's one of those. The Rams I, yeah, the Chiefs, was, yeah, I think it was the Chiefs and the Rams, but I do think the Chiefs are going to come back and have a really good week. Okay, so then, last thing before we before we get out of here, if you were a new, if you were new to betting, if you if you were like, okay, I just found out about this Bovada website, uh-huh. like, got to make some sports bets, and you were looking at this slate of games. What would you call the safest bet that you can make? Like, what would be, hey, I, I just want to throw $5 on something and see, get a taste for it, see how it works, mess around with Bovada a bit? I mean, if you don't want to lose any money, the Niners and the Redskins obviously lock. You're not going to win a huge. <clears throat> right. But it is it is the safest bet on here. Um, if you want to keep the, because that's minus 500, so if you put down... Uh, if you don't know anything about betting, if, um, these numbers are relative to $100. So if you put down $100 on the San Francisco 49ers at minus $500, you're going to pull back, t- you're going to win 20 bucks. Which, depending on how you look at that, isn't necessarily a bad day because it's a 20% return on investment, right? But On a pretty safe bet. On a know. very safe bet. But um, you're not going to make huge money. And granted, like, you got to think about this as, like similar to investing. If you want better odds and you're looking for like a, a safe bet... Um, I kind of, you know, I think the Jags is a pretty safe bet, honestly. 
like, I mean, and granted, that's, you know, it's in one of my parlays, but Jags or Rams is pretty safe, or the Pats to win outright over the Jets is maybe pretty safe. So that's what I was going to say, is I think, like... The Pats are usually pretty safe to bet on. If you're trying to, if you're trying to just play it safe, then you want those, like, those obvious elite teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said the Chiefs, but I don't trust Thursday games. Like, the Thursday games and London games are always so fluky to me that... That I try to just avoid them all together, no here, matter who's here, playing. Here are a couple tips for anyone that's new, interested in it, and wants to try it, but doesn't want to, like, you know, doesn't really know where to start. Um, number one is have a plan, right? So money management is huge. <laughs> if you put in, you want to set yourself a unit price when you bet, and you don't want to get all inconsistent with, like, oh, well, I lost the Thursday night game, so I need to bet big on Sunday to make up for that. No, don't do that. Have a strategy. Don't be afraid to not bet on something. Don't be afraid to not pass on the week if you don't like anything. Um, you can shop around at different sites. You don't have to just stick to one betting site. But if you have a hundred dollars to bet, you know, set your unit price at like five to ten bucks or something like that. It's up to you. I mean, you can set it at fifty, whatever. But you know, just make sure you have a plan and are able to stay disciplined in it, so that you can take the emotion out of betting. Like, for example, me, I never bet on the past, right? Because there's an emotional bias on some level there. Um, build yourself a plan. I would say if you've never bet before, uh, do like a mock bet. Like, write it down on paper, you know, write down the, uh, you know, go on to Bovada or whoever your bookie is, enter it in to see what the odds are, put it in your stake and see what your return would be, write that down on paper next to the lineup, and, you know, pretend, basically, it's like paper trading for investment, but... You're literally writing it, your bets down on paper and see how you do your first couple of weeks before you put any actual money on it just to see, if, you know, where the disparities are. And then, you know, you have a written record of that and you can see where you're making mistakes and where you're not. Get a better feel for yeah, the team. Exactly. Once you're comfortable, yeah. put money on it. There's no rush. The NFL's not going anywhere. That's, yeah, it's not, that's And then the NBA not. starts up in like a week. So, you know, practice, don't blow your money. Um you're going to be really tempted to do parlays. And, like, I mean, granted, last episode I threw out a bunch of wild, like, 16 parlays because I felt like I, I wanted to have fun. Um, but don't bet, don't parlay more than three teams. Look for two, I would say, is pretty comfortable if you if you really are confident in it. But no, don't go over three. You're just, they're just not going to hit. I actually read a statistic that um, bookies and sports, these betting sites and, like, even Vegas makes like sixty to sixty five percent of their money on parlays. So I've, I'm honestly surprised that's not higher. I would. Think it probably it would be, is. I was going to say. I would think it would be it probably more. is. But like, if let's say if you just look at the raw at the week at the games for the week, if you go nine and like this week, I went nine and five. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a sixty four percent clip. If I had just bet straight up on every game with the same unit price, I would have probably come back profitable. Granted, you got to take odds into consideration, but right. That's um, not... But you're probably going to come back with a pretty good week. Um, only losing because, like, if you bet ten dollars and you lose five games, you lost fifty bucks, right? Right. Do you pull back fifty bucks in stakes on nine wins? Yeah, you probably do. Um, so just make sure you have a plan. Write it down. Think about. It. Just think. Think about it. Don't be like, you know, oh, I'm going to bet $1,000 on this, and then I'm going to bet, like, $10 on, like, you know. I'm going to mix build it. yourself I'm throw it, yeah. Build yourself a plan. Stick to it. Don't let your emotions, you know, and that's hard. That's the really hard thing about it is that there's a lot of emotional aspects of it, but that's what it is. 
Well, all right. Uh, on that note, we will get out of here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, and we will be back next week to see how we did. Um, and also going to try to get something out for the NBA before the season starts. So stay tuned. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Happy betting. <laughs>